Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Voila! Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> How is that? I'm fabulous. Yeah. I am fabulous. My husband has been outside all day coming in and out for water because he has been weeding our yard a lot. Ah. And that's just one of his favorite hobbies. And that leads us into what we're talking about today. Weeds! 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 Weed. Yeah. And when we talked about doing weeds, I think we had mentioned it a couple of months ago when spring was just springing upon us. And it got me thinking about weeds in our yard and weeds in our life. And I'm so excited we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And it was such a funny thing because you know how on Facebook or whatever, you have your like your neighborhood groups or your city groups or mm -hmm. whatever. And somebody had posted because they had like this really big patch in their backyard of these weeds. And they posted on this group site, what, what are these weeds? And, you know, of course, you have a bunch of people who will comment <clears throat> smart ass re replies. And then you'll have other people who will just like put the name of the weed or or whatever but then you have that one nerdy person like where we should meet <laughs> who's like oh that's this weed and you can use that like you can use the leaves to do this and you can use the roots to do this and you can and here I read this message and I'm like all nerded out by their nerdiness and I'm like yes <laughs> yes yes you can do all those things and so then I reach out to the nerdy person and I'm like can you tell me do you have any favorite books and of course she like sends me a picture of like 18 books and I'm like oh we my gotta gosh. be friends <laughs> that's hysterical have you met her in person I have not, but I did yeah. go and buy all of the books and I literally like oh read them cover gosh. to cover within a couple of days. That is awesome. When we started um, looking up what, uh, just some information, I wanted to find the definition of weed because, you know, I like definitions, but the word weed has been defined as a plant out of place or an unwanted plant. It's not really a universal agreed upon idea of what a weed is, of course, because some people believe that it's just plants that weren't intentionally planted. And that's kind of what I, I guess, think, because I don't believe any of them can be considered less than, just like you said, it can be medicinal, it can be used for all kinds of things. But you I know, do like that definition of it's just something out of place. Mm -hmm. And even that is subjective, because my husband would say that dandelion is out of place in my green grass. But if you see a field of dandelions, they're beautiful. Oh, you know, one man's weed is another man's plant. And my husband also hates dandelions. He ferociously attacks them to get them out of our yard. And I like them. They're just like little pops of joy that spring up and they say, hello. And, <laughs> and that's kind of like saying having a good day to me. And they also feed the bumblebees. But Edward doesn't have that point of view. He goes out and he spends money on trying to kill them. And I'm like, don't, we can make dandelion tea. So it's really, I guess, that relationship that people have with different weeds. You know, I see the dandelion as food for the bees and little pops of joy. And he sees it like John does as a pest that's invading his lawn. Well, fortunately for me is we get to recycle them because we can pluck the dandelions out of the yard and drop them in the chip 
chicken coop and the chickens love them. Oh, that's good. So they become mm -hmm. chicken food for us. But at the same time, just now recently, I've learned how easy it is to make things with the dandelions. And so now I'm like, well, the chickens <laughs> are only going to get half of them and Tanya's going to get the other half of mm -hmm. them. So do you feed the chickens the flour? Or the whole thing. They get really? the whole thing. You just wow. pull the weed out and you drop it in. They eat the roots, the leaves, the flowers. They eat them all. I'm going to have to tell my brother and sister that they both have chickens. Yeah. They they eat the dandelions, all the parts. And that's the beauty of dandelions. People don't realize that all the parts of a dandelion are edible by human. Yep. I um, had a friend that used to make tinctures with them and all kinds of things. Yep. So what, what are some of the benefits? So dandelions. Dandelions are great for relieving pain. If you create a lotion or a salve with them, they're super great for dry skin. And it's super great for lymphatic massage and helping to build immunity. Wow. So some of the things you can make with dandelions, this is just one of the things that I highlighted because, you know, as I'm flipping through the books, I'm like, oh, I could name this one and this one. <laughs> but I'm like, I also want to make it relevant for people. Mm -hmm. And so I chose the dandelion, which is the most common. But you can use your dandelion flowers specifically to make wine, to make vinegar, to make oil. It's so simple. Take a bottle of light olive oil, pour it in a jar and fill it with flowers and just let it steep oil mm -hmm. on your kitchen counter or put it in the fridge for a couple days and then cook with your dandelion oil and it's so aromatic and so amazing. I bet it looks really pretty too in the jar. Plus it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You can make honey. You can make dandelion lemonade mm -hmm. and dandelion I've... tea. How do you make dandelion lemonade? So the same way that you would make uh, dandelion tea. But then in the end, you're going to add a little bit of sugar and a little bit of fresh lemon, squeezed mm -hmm. lemon juice. And you now have dandelion lemonade. And that's more just from the leaves, right? You can use both. You can use the flowers and too. flowers. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You can take the leaves and you can chop them up and put them in your salad or you can make I thought this was fantastic make a dandelion leaf pesto instead of basil wow. leaves dandelion wow. leaves and I was like what the heck oh real quick safety note for all of our people listening if you have a husband like mine that's out there spraying poisons all over them do not pull them up and eat them yes and also <laughs> if you have have a male dog who is lifting a leg and peeing on the bottoms of your trees or bushes where you're picking them. Also be mindful of that too. Just make sure that you know that they haven't either been sprayed or peed on. Fun <laughs> Two fact. good little safety tips from Kat and Tanya. <laughs> Fun fact. Fun fact. So um, do you have some more weeds before I start talking about weeds in my life? Oh, I mean, I could go down a list, but like foxglove, you've got milk weed like all the common ones mm -hmm. even clover like all of the common weeds that you have in your yard I've got a list of books that I'm going to share with you at the end you basically can go through all of them and you'd be surprised you'd be like oh shit I got some of that right out my 
back of my garage. Like, and you could pull mm-hmm. it out and use it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Wow. And some of the books I have, it literally has the recipes of how to make the tea or how to make the salve or how to make the tincture. It's so cool. And wow. then it tells you like the benefits. This will mm-hmm. benefit you this way. Use this one and make it into a soap or use this one and make it into a candle. Like one of the things that you can do with basically any weed that flowers, you can make candles out of the weed flowers and Mm -hmm. they're going to be so aromatic and just lovely. Right. Wow. Wow. You know, now this does not replace traditional medicine. So don't quit taking your meds if you have something that this works, that you see that this works for. But you know, it's harder and harder to get in to see doctors and there's longer wait. So if you have something, if you have a rash and you can make something to help it out, help out with that, why not? Yeah. Another one of my favorites is stinging nettle. And most everybody has nettle in their yard somewhere Mm -hmm. or in their trees, depending on where they are but nettle is like everywhere. Mm -hmm. And nettle is one of those that is also super, super great. It's fresh or steamed. It's great if you make salves with it. Now, I understand people are like, how can you make something that stings to touch it healthy for you and your body? Well, the thing is two things. One, use gloves to pick it. And two, the minute the plant wilts, it no longer has stinging capability. Oh. And now it has healing capability. And so stinging nettle is super great for energy. You can make nettle beer. It is super rich in vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin K12. It's great in for iron. If people are iron deficient, using a nettle tea will help them build their iron up. It's high in selenium, zinc, and magnesium. So it's super great for immunity. And it's also super great as a natural diuretic. Mm-hmm. So for people oh. who have struggle with swollen fingers and swollen feet in in the summer, nettle tea is your go-to. Wow. Edward yeah. and I went on a walk at lunchtime, and every time I go on a walk, my hands get swollen every yeah. single time. It's a pit trait. <laughs> is it? Uh-huh. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> fun, 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 fun stuff. And some yeah. people just sit around wishing they were pittas. Yeah. We got all kinds of good stuff, don't we? Yeah. So the cool <laughs> part about learning how to make teas and tinctures and stuff is learning all the different ways you can use it, like whether you chop it, whether you could put it in a smoothie or make a pesto out of it or turn it into a vinegar, or like you said, turn it into a tincture and making it in, into a tincture is so easy. It's using a pure vodka and then chopping up whatever the amount of is, but placing it, it'll tell you like three parts to one part or whatever, mm-hmm. and then putting it in a bottle with the vodka and letting it steep until it gets real thick. You can watch the leaves almost break down. This is what it's really lovely to have like one of those mortar and pestles to mash it up and then put it in. It's so cool though to see how quickly it changes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of them will tell you wait three days. Some of them will tell you wait seven days. But like this becomes medicine in no time. And it costs you basically nothing. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. whoo, I'm going to become a weed nerd. <laughs> It does not surprise me at all that you met someone online (laughs) (laughs) and then she sent you books and you bought them all and read them. I bet you read them all in a few hours. I totally (laughs) did. It was, it was a well-spent Saturday afternoon. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, so those are all real weeds, but I did want to talk about some of the weeds that 
we have in our lives. Cause I have a lot of weeds in my life. And I think most people, if they're honest, would agree that they do as well. Some of the weeds in my life are social media or phone calls, maybe, or text messages or procrastination. I can come up with a huge long list and they're not all bad things, but when they start reducing the time I can spend on things that need to get done or when they start taking away my focus, you know, my focus or um, when I'm not nourishing my creativity, then they become weeds. And one thing that can be said about weeds that they're kind of nature's way of covering the soil when it becomes exposed to fire or flood or landslides or clear cutting or any kind of other disturbances. So if you think about it, your life weeds are kind of the same thing. When I feel vulnerable or uncreative or distracted or unfocused, the weeds come in and they start taking up space in my life. When I had breast cancer, I had a whole lot of weeds and I think they were healthy weeds then because I really needed something to take the place of the worry and the anxiety. When I went through a divorce, I cultivated weeds and I really cultivated them to help keep my sanity. But it becomes a problem in my life, like if I have writer's block and instead of just writing through it, I get on the phone or start texting someone or worse yet, scroll through Instagram wheels, uh, reels, then it is more of a problem. And so I try to become more aware of when the life weeds kind of creep into my day. And I try not to let them choke out my creativity and the things that matter to me. But I still wish uh, my husband would leave the dandelions alone. <laughs> I was gonna say, there is a difference between finding and recognizing a weed and taking and intentionally planting weeds in your own path. Like there is yeah. a there is a difference between coming across a weed and going, oh, that's a weed. I mm -hmm. should be mindful about that versus Ugh, I don't want to do this. So I'm just going to throw this weed in and then, then uh -huh. this weed in and then this distraction. And right, we fill up our time and our space as a, as a means of avoidance. Mm -hmm. Now, there is there is high benefit, like you said, during times of stress to be like, hey, you know what, I need this healthy distraction and to be mm -hmm. able to recognize it as that very different than using it as an avoidance tactic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was trying to come up with a list and I need you to help me add to it, but I was trying to come up with some things that you can do to keep the weeds out of your life. And one thing for me is to make a list and I love lists. I think you do too. Uh, make a list what? of things me? that need to, I know, I know, <laughs> <laughs> but make a list of things that need to get done and stick to it. That helps me keep the weeds from creeping in. Meditating. If you meditate regularly, it's really hard to have a place where weeds can flourish. Do yoga, go on a walk. If you're trying to refocus your creativity, find something else creative to do. Sometimes I can't write, so I draw and I'm not even a little bit of an artist, but when I draw, it keeps that creative space open. Then I have more of an opportunity to come up with something earth shattering in my writing, or at least not crappy. But when I'm not focusing on a task at home and I start just doing mindless things, sometimes I'll put on an audible book, do what I need to do and learn something along the way. And that'll help keep, keep the crap out. And sometimes if you're just kind of in that negative rut and you've got those negativity weeds that are sprouting out everywhere. If you just think of positive things in your life and name them, even write them down. Those are some of the things I 
thought of that could help keep the weeds in your life down. Yeah, I love that. So you, you, just based on your list, a couple of things come to mind. You say going for a walk. With me, that translates to being in nature. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like spending time in my garden and quite literally weeding out the little weeds so that I can watch the beauty grow, right? Mm-hmm. And knowing that in the actual science of a weed versus a plant is that what we know is that if there's too many weeds around a plant we want to grow, the weeds are going to take nourishment from the plant and the plant won't be able to grow. Mm-hmm. And so the purpose of us being able to pull those weeds or transplant them, right, or use them for good. So I love that, but just being in nature in general. Another mm-hmm. one that comes to mind is mindfulness. You bring up meditation, but but really practicing mindfulness in recognizing, pausing, is this something that I should allow to flourish and grow or is this something that I need to pick and pluck and remove from my life? Mindfulness mm-hmm. is going to help with that process. And then I think think the last one you brought up was thinking of positive things and listing them to get rid of the negative weeds. Ooh, yeah, replacing with positivity and negative weeds. But finding gratitude practices mm-hmm. is one of those ways to be able to be mindful of, oh gosh, I'm really grateful for this, 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 and this. The other things aren't quite as important and maybe they could be plucked out and left because mm-hmm. they're not they're not helping you get where you're going or they're, you know, providing stumbling blocks instead. Yeah. I do love that. Yeah. So yeah, I have a list of books that I have to share because <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be doing weeds justice if I didn't share these books. So one of them that I have, and this one is really specific to the upper Midwest, and I didn't actually check to see if they have them or if they have this book in other regions. But the book that I have, it's by Teresa Marone. And the book is called Common Backyard Weeds, but it is specific to the upper Midwest. And so I know some of the listeners that are down by you, they may not find it as helpful, but it is still a super cool book. Another one that I go to now that I have it, I go to all the time. It's like my encyclopedia one is by Rosemary Gladstar. And the book is called Medicinal Herbs. And it is so cool because it's not just weeds, but it's also herbs. And so it's things that maybe you want to plant an herb garden and use it. It's so fantastic. And then the other two that I have, one's called Backyard Medicine. Like, what a fun name. This is all <laughs> like stuff in your backyard. Mm-hmm. And it's written by a couple, I assume couple, or their siblings. Maybe I shouldn't assume they're married. Julie Seal and Matthew Seal. But the book is just, it's so classic. The pictures are so phenomenal. It's just great information. And then the last book, again, another one that's kind of specific to the Midwest. It's called Midwest Medicinal Plants by Lisa M. Rose. And it's also really cool just the way the recipes are created inside it's like the the four books they're my new four favorite books so they i have my shelf of cookbooks and this has made the cookbook <laughs> shelf because quite wow. literally if you use them wisely you can use them in your cooking so if you had to pick one do you have one that's your favorite of all four of those like if i was just going to buy okay i'm not going to buy all four books tanya i just want to buy one which one 
one would you recommend? Probably the, I don't know, because the one that's my favorite <laughs> is the Midwest medicinal ones, but maybe that's not going to be good for you. Yeah. I don't know. Go look at them all and you decide for yourself. They're on okay. Amazon. Look at the pictures, look at the descriptions and decide for yourself. But all four of them get high recs from me. You decide which works for you. Well, since I was just looking, have you heard of the book Energetic Herbalism for Beginners by Joanne Head? Hed- Hedger. Uh-uh. It sounds amazing. It's maybe you've tried a wide range of herbal remedies in the past, but you didn't find any that work. Plant energies. Um, and so it talks about plant energies and it simplifies the ancient tradition and it walks you through each aspect and explains why taking a this for that approach to herbology can often fail. And it gives you a lot of information about the effectiveness of healing herbs by matching those energetic healing powers of plants. Holy smokes. That sounds amazing. I know. I just stumbling around. It's like right up my alley right now with this Ayurveda training that I'm Mm -hmm. taking because we just got our pharmacology book and we downloaded our pharmacology book. And you know, it's not like all of the, you know, generic or the branded medicines that we have from Johnson and Johnson or, you know, whatever, but instead it's like ashwagandha or, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I just love it because I'm like, oh, it's the good stuff. That's awesome. Because I'm such a dork. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. Well, go check this one out because it also gives you a look inside and it'll let you look at the table of contents. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to check it out. So moral of the story, friends, don't be out there shooting weed killer all over your weeds. First of all, check them out Mm -hmm. and decide, hey, it might be fun just for me to pick three of them and then you can spray the rest of them. Yeah. (laughs) And just see what you think because next year maybe you take six or ten of them and spray the rest Mm -hmm. because weeds spread yep there you go positively spread (laughs) (laughs) perfect i'm kat khan and i'm tanya rice and this is two pittas on a pod signing off thank you for listening to two pittas on a pod we're grateful you joined us join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast, and we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.